0: Hello and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga
1: and maybe make you laugh a little bit.
0: I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun!
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. I'm here with my baby boy.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm a little baby.
0: <laughs> Bradshaw, of course. And today we're going to be joined by one very special guest, or probably our first guest that is related to one of us. We're going to bring on my Aunt Kim also known as Kim Russo professionally or Kim the happy medium. So Bradshaw's met my aunt Kim. What do, you, what do you, I mean, what was your first impression?
1: She's just like a new, you know, she's like a, you know, New York city gal. She got the <laughs> accent. She's very sweet. Um, I'm just excited to see more of like her work and what she's all about because I've known she's a medium medium from you I always had so many questions but like I I, like when I've met her I'm just like oh my god I want to like ask this medium so many questions but it's also like it's your aunt number one and two she's not working
0: yeah yeah so
1: so, and I totally get that and understand it but like I'm ecstatic because I want to ask her so many things and not have to pay for it
0: <laughs> well, we're we're not gonna dive deep into like a read- reading. No, no, In no. this we're episode, talk- but we are gonna talk about you know her psychic gifts. Um, and you know she she is a psychic medium, an intuitive counselor, and a spiritual teacher, but in a very different way than you know the world that we're in. We can access spirituality through the practice of yoga on, on several levels, but I think the way that she reads and experiences energy is just a different language than the language we come from or the language of yoga. And so I'm excited to kind of learn more, see the parallels, and then also just like hear you like, you know, digest some of this and like the things that you think of uh, to ask her, because I've known her my whole life, of course. And so I'm so familiar with a lot of this world. I've grew up with like being like, oh my God, how did my aunt know that? And, And like, it'll be interesting to see your take. But for those of you listening who are not familiar with my aunt, I don't expect everyone to be, but she is a, you know, an accomplished psychic medium. She's had several TV shows on A&E, most notably is The Haunting Of and Psychic Intervention. She's also a published author. She has two books. They're both really great. Check them out. One of them is called The Happy Medium, Life Lessons from the Other Side. And the other one, which I especially love, is called Your Soul Purpose, Learn How to Access the Light Within. She's also been on so many different TV shows and podcasts, and she does events, I guess, around the country, really. And so let's just get to it, bring her on, and see where this conversation takes us.
1: Let's do it. All right, Ann Kim, you're here and ready to party. We're so happy to have you. Welcome.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is the moment I've been waiting for this invitation.
1: Exactly. Well, Ann Kim, I met you last year down in Florida and I knew about your work uh, through Gianna and of course had one billion questions, but I didn't want to bother you while we were just chilling in the pool, having some rosé. So maybe our nail salon when I was yeah. having Rosé. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really just excited for you to be here. And I guess my first question, I know Gianna gave us some insight into uh, your history and your work, but how did you find yourself in the work that you've been doing as a, as a medium?
2: So I'll try to make a long story short. Uh, or make a long way. story
1: long. We're here for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay well I've told this story so many times but it's uh so this happened to me in two parts in my life. It started when I was a little girl back in my bedroom every single night before I would go to sleep there would be these entities. I call I call them entities now but they, I didn't know what they were. They were people that were not solid but yet I can see them so it's as if a light was shining behind them and I could see what they were wearing I could see it was the same group of people every night by the way and they looked like they were from again I have words now as an adult to articulate these images but back then I I didn't Uh, They, they looked like they were from some sort of depression era. They were all dressed in black women with the black dress and the black hats, the men with this black suit and also black hats. The women would have the hats with the veil over, over it. I don't know what that represented. Uh, And there was a a woman that always was holding something in her hand. It was either a box or a book. I just remember it was square and she would show up every night holding this square thing whatever and i would um so they would only appear when the lights went out but we always had this street light shining in our room my sister and i shared a bedroom gianna's mother
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and so mom would go to sleep first she would just always be good night good night and i was left to contend with this group of people and i always Assumed the side of the bed closest to the door, and I know now why. I was always ready for the quickest exit I could get, mm-hmm. and I would sleep half the times with the covers over my head. And I would always try to keep Mom awake so that I don't have to deal with this situation. And then one night it was so clear, and I asked her. I said, "Can you see them? They're there. They're there. They're right there." And she said, no, no, I I don't see them. I don't see anything. Go to sleep. Years later, she finally admitted to me that she didn't see them, but she definitely felt them. Mm -hmm. So my dad would come in the room every night. And now I know he was humoring my sister and I, checking under the bed, checking in the closet. Said, no, no one's here. No one's here. But, and I trusted my dad, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay. It's safe to go in there. But as soon as he would leave, the lights go out, they were there. Uh, but they never even had smiles on their face. They had these gaunt looks, like they needed a good meal. And they, <laughs> they looked depressed, like they just looked angry or depressed. And when you're a child and, a, and a, an adult looks at you, you're looking for some sort of validation, of some course. sort of smile, something. Mm-hmm. I I just thought they were they were they were mean mean or they were angry at me you know I didn't know how to take it and then the next day when we would walk to school I would feel these presents like in back of us but I, I in the light I didn't see them it was mostly when the lights went out and the street light would shine into the bedroom so that's part one part two I lived with this until I think I was about 12, 13. We moved homes and I still felt not the same crowd. I didn't see those people anymore, but I was feeling different people in the new home. Mm -hmm. And I did see a couple of them, but it was different. It was not consistent. It was not the same group every night. As time went on, I just got used to sleeping with the covers over my head. That, Mm. That was just that. Then everything shut down. I was like a normal person. I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. uh, And I just went about my life. Uh, The dating years, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, I had three, I have three sons and my oldest son was colic. So he would cry for nine months straight, 24, seven. So now I actually moved back into that apartment where I saw the ghost because that was my father's home mm-hmm. that he he kept and he was renting it. it after we moved he rented it to to you know to tenants when my husband and I got married we in order to save some money my dad said move back into that home it wound up to be the same exact apartment it was a three level home and um, when you guys save enough money you can you can buy a home in the suburbs and that's exactly what we did. The front room now was not the room where I saw the ghost. It was the back room. So my son's room was in the front room now. And he was, I cr- I cradled him to sleep for nine months in that front room with street lights coming in. I never saw a thing. And uh, so I just in, thought maybe is, this I- This is the same I,
1: house. This is the same,
2: same, same apartment. Okay. Same space. Same space. Different room where- where he, his bedroom was though. I never gave it much thought at that point. I just thought I I had an active active imagination. Maybe it wasn't real. I don't even know what that was. I didn't give it much thought. Okay, fast forward uh, about six years later, we finally buy our home in the suburbs. My last child was born. It was a baby. I'm in this home, and now things just start going wacky for me. I start hearing things. Now everything came to me, not just showing themselves, but they came with a voice. Now Mm -hmm. this is what I was hearing. Hi, my name is Carol. I died in the (laughs) fire. Hi, my name is Ed. I died of a heart attack. Tell my family I'm okay, and it was this, all these random people, and the voices would happen when I was in somewhat of a meditative state, like j- just when you're doing mundane tasks like vacuuming, washing the dishes, like things like mindless tasks mm-hmm. the, these these voices would just start filtering in. I thought I was going crazy yeah but 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 there was a woman that came into my life prior to this that. I happened to meet her randomly, but I don't believe in coincidences at this point. Mm -hmm. And she was kept telling me that I had this gift and that I was going to be a famous uh, medium. I I thought she was out of her mind because she was trying to solicit me to take classes of hers. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, you know, but she, she met mom and I the same night Mm -hmm. and I definitely thought she would solicit mom. For her classes as well, and she wound up not calling anyone else that I knew, mom included. And she was really after me to join her class. Um, I never knew anything what was going on with these classes. For all I knew, they were you know cutting chickens' heads off in the back room. So I I didn't have a knowledge of any of this,
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: I was you know we were raised very Christian that you don't deal with the spirits, you don't you do not upset the spirits or you do not contact the spirits. Was
1: that hard Was that hard for you growing up in a, you know, religious family and then like having this gift?
2: It was extremely hard because I didn't accept it for many years thinking that it was against my God. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be condemned to hell. And uh, mm-hmm. I just kept doing research and research and research and I started to realize that I was not cont- contacting them. They were contacting me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I started trying to learn the language of spirit, which is basically they don't speak with words. Mm-hmm. They speak with thoughts that pop into your head and you, they, can, they can come across as your own thoughts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They can show you pictures as if you're watching a movie. And that would be another way they would communicate. In the beginning, though, they were speaking audibly. I didn't hear a voice outside of my own voice. I heard what sounded like my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is this one. Hi, my name is that one. So, what I started to do was people started asking me questions that knew this was happening to me, just friends. Mm-hmm. And this friend of a friend said, you know, i've been hearing about you and what do you have to lose why don't you try to give me a reading you know let's no no pressure we we, were actually bowling because we were on a bowling league together Mm -hmm. and she said just see what comes through just see what comes through i was i was okay to like no pressure there's no money exchange what do i have to lose Mm -hmm. and um I'll never forget this as long as I live. It was one of the first readings I've ever done. And I said, there's a man here and he keeps talking about something about his lever, his lever. And she laughed and she said, that's my father-in-law. He's he's from Italy and he died of liver failure. Oh, wow. She said, but the way he says liver with an accent is lever. Oh, <laughs> uh- <laughs> And I thought she was lying. I thought yeah. she was just saying yes just to keep. And then I said something about his watch and she said well that's this is my she was wearing it mm-hmm. and I didn't know that. Then he said his wife's name and it, everything was on point point. and I didn't know her family uh, in-laws of course. I knew her but I didn't know her in-laws and um, she called me the next day and she said do you even know what went on last night do you even have any idea what you told me last night i i said yeah i i don't know like maybe it was a fluke I, I i don't know she said well i'm here with my brother and he lost one of his best friends and he would like to see if you can make contact mm-hmm. so i was just as curious as they were
3: because
2: mm. that's just my way about me i'm very curious I said, um, oh, geez, now you want me to do this over the phone? This was on the phone. She goes, yeah, well, I, you could just try it. The things that came through, such a funny story. Such a funny story. I said, um, was he a car mechanic? I said, because he's showing me a car, and he's under the hood of the car. And her so brother Ed, went And Kim, these are coming yeah. in as
1: images? Like you're, you're yes. seeing... An image. Okay. Okay.
2: Yes, as if I was watching a movie. Okay. Like on a screen. Okay. Now, the, the screen in, in your mind is the same screen where you um, imagine, daydream, and have your memories. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you remember going to Disney World at three years old, you'll have these images of memories, mm-hmm. but that's the same screen that will appear. Mm-hmm. So he said to me, the the friends my friend's brother he laughed i said why are you laughing is was he a mechanic he said he said no he was a car thief (laughs) (laughs) he said what what he's showing you is he's pulling parts off of a car he said and i used to do that with him oh Oh my God. god and i said are you serious He said, oh, ask him his name. And, uh, you know, it escapes me right now. I could probably, I'm still in contact with that friend. I could probably call her up and find out the guy's name. I don't recall. But I think it came through. Mm -hmm. Everything was on point. And he told me how he passed away. And honestly, it really hasn't stopped since then. It was a door that... If I do the timing, it waited until I had my third child and we we were sure that we weren't having more than three children. So it's as if they said, okay, you that was your first order of business on this earth is you had to have your kids. Now we're going to show you your other mission. Mm-hmm. And it ha- it, that's been, you know, almost 30 years ago.
3: Yeah.
2: What's been okay.
1: the, was that have you ever had issues being like, okay, I do not want to have anyone come through right now? Yes. Like I need time for myself. I need, you know, time to reflect. Is there a way that you can kind of set that boundary or kind of turn that off? Have you gotten
2: better at that? Great question. In the beginning, I didn't really know how to do that. And then um, I just, I just compared it at the time I had young children. And I remember being on the phone and one of my young children, I don't remember which child, was tugging on me, mommy, 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 wanting my attention. And I literally had to tell the person on the phone, can you please hold on one second to see what my son wanted? Mm. Then it dawned on me when I was off the phone. That's how spirit does to me. They pull at me. They do the same thing. And I have a free will choice, just like I have a free will choice to tell my child, wait till I'm off the phone. Mm -hmm. This is my time. This is my time. And I started doing that, like literally just saying no. I know some mediums that sleep with a towel on their head or like one of those turbans to cover their crown chakra so that no spirits will interrupt them when they sleep oh my goodness that's that they do they have to cover the area of entry uh, I've never done that but I do it verbally like oh. I need sleep tonight I ne- I'm at a party uh, but I will have people that will come right up to me when I'm supposed to be having a barbecue or a party or a fun time and say hi you know not many but I have had this happen where they want me to just do you see anything around me? Is anyone around me? And they don't realize how much energy it takes for me to raise my vibration to connect with the other realms. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what's the big deal? You just, they don't understand the energy it takes. Mm -hmm. So I I always remind them if, uh, let's just say they're a a hairdresser by by, uh, profession, you know, we're in the middle of a party I'm not asking you to take out your scissors and cut my exactly. Hair. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because
2: it's your job. Right. Yeah. It, it is, it has become my job. And um I always say I, I don't charge for my gift. I do charge for my time. Hell yeah. Because, yes, you
0: should. Well, doesn't <laughs> everybody
3: who exactly. works charge for their time? I
0: have um I have two questions about of the things you said and the first is just I have about
1: 15 questions
0: (laughs) I know one at a a time children I was just wondering if you because you you know you're saying that someone said you had a gift and was trying to like coerce you to take their class do you see this as like a special gift where only select few have it or is it something that you think everyone can tap into by raising their vibration like you just talked about
2: I was literally going to ask the same question
0: uh-huh. Great
2: so we're on the same page yeah. I do I do teach this to people mm-hmm. but there's a there's a, a level of openness yes and awareness that I would like Uh, or foundation that I would like the person to have prior to coming to my class. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're a person that thrives on chaos and drama, uh, I can pretty much tell by how people speak. Mm -hmm. And I'll know they're not a fit for the class. They're they're not ready. Because you could actually, you really can tap into other realms and not be an enlightened guru. Mm -hmm. You absolutely can. and there are people that do that but they don't there are not necessarily uh tapping into the highest realms because like does attract like so you're the vibration that you're at will attract the spirits that you um call in Mm -hmm. and sometimes if you're at a low vibration a depressed person someone who um numbs your pain with alcohol or substances you're you're at you're really dimming your light and you'll attract the dimmer spirits mm-hmm. that are of a, a lower, uh, density, which I'm not saying they're evil or they're bad, but they can be trickster energies. They can, they cannot have the highest wisdom for your own good. Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty much, um, people say, wow, I, I thought if they had such a gift and they knew things about me, that they would be good people. And that's actually not the case. We all have the ability to tap in. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's our our birth given right. But there are some natural born mediums, just as there are some natural born, you know, pianists or singers or artists. Mm -hmm. Uh, I cannot draw a stick figure. Gianna, I know what you're capable of in the art world. And that's a gift. That's a that's just a talent you have.
0: So it just comes easier to some people. Yeah,
2: it does. It definitely does. The interpretation of the language.
0: Well, that Uh, that's like part of my second question is because you were talking about the a lot of these messages being from spirit, and that's the mediumship component. So I'm just wondering more from like the psychic perspective, how messages come that way. Cause that's, I, I don't know if I understand it fully in terms mm-hmm. of where the messages come. If it's different, do you still get like a psychic, um, prediction from, from someone who's past or is it just intuition? Well, what not?
2: that's a great question. When I started doing readings, um, I was told that if you hold an object of the person, they do not need to be deceased. So uh, many times when children go missing in, in the woods or what whatnot, the um, police department will always ask, ask the family for a, a piece of clothing if if a psychic is getting involved, um, the, the, can you get, can you get an item of your child so that the psychic or the medium can hold that object? That's called psychometry. So there's several different access points mm. into readings and several different ways you can enter the um, and receive the information. Uh, so I can receive information. So because everybody has an energy imprint. It's, it's like an architectural design, Mm -hmm. Uh, like an architect can read blueprints, a medium can read the blueprint of your soul Mm -hmm. and connected to this blueprint, there's, there's sort of different ways to get into the blueprint. Um, Years ago, when I was doing a lot of readings, one after another, one person would come to see me and it would be the most incredible reading so clear and concise and then and their friend would come in next and it everything i would say is like no i don't know i don't think i understand that i mean this didn't happen often but when it did um i realized that it, it, either it's me or it's the person in front of me mm. mm-hmm. one of us and i'm very honest about it i said mm. listen one of us is not getting it right. Either I'm not getting it right, or you're not getting it right. Mm-hmm. So, she says to me, "Well, I'm, I'm. I really want this reading. I'm not blocking you in any way." And I said, "All right. Well, how are you in your life? What do you mean? Do you have a lot of secrets? Like, do you have a lot of family secrets?" What, that when you went to school when you were younger you had to make believe everything was okay and you because you'd like to hide your secrets or your family secrets because you were embarrassed mm. or you just want to protect your family yeah well um yeah well uh, you know my one of my parents was an alcoholic and that you know i wanted to have a life like everybody else had there's always this component where you might have developed a facade Mm. when you were younger to be like everyone else Mm -hmm. and that facade you take that with you yes
1: yeah i will it's
2: part of you it becomes part of you
1: i think it's interesting too because john and i just had a a, a huge episode about a big episode about mental health and well-being and i feel more energetically aware of myself and others since doing a lot of inner work which required a lot of therapy and a lot of, you know, diving into history um, of my family, of myself and all of those things. And so I do relate uh, very much. So I feel so much more connected with everything since I've worked through that stuff or I'm still working through it, you know, Mm -hmm. because when you let all that stuff come to the surface, you're I believe you are at a higher energetic frequency. So you're able to receive more. If mm-hmm. you're constantly stuck in old patterns and trauma, which a lot of people are,
2: mm-hmm. it's you're
1: yes. you're blocked. You're energetically blocked.
2: Listen, I could not have said that better myself. It's like it's like trying to make room in your attic or your garage, and there's mm-hmm. just too much stuff in there, mm-hmm. and you just keep shoving it in, and everything starts to look like all one blob, mm-hmm. and it's you can't decipher. You you can't even think clearly,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, you know energetically, though, those people that I was speaking of with the facades, they would literally have a uh, lock on their energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not wanting people to see like being uh, afraid what others, others will see. Mm-hmm. So now you come for a reading and you want me to tell you everything about everything, but you you still are sitting there most likely subconsciously with that lock mm-hmm. on your energy. Because you're so used to having it on, mm. and you didn't do the inner work, you didn't go and and help that little inner child, so you might be working off a, tr- a lot of trauma, PTSD, mm-hmm. and everything, fight or flight. And I pointed this out to her, and no sooner do I tell the client, I don't think I can read you. Mm-hmm. They they open up like a flower,
3: because
2: mm. <laughs> they really want the reading. Mm-hmm. So they drop all the walls Mm. so so that's another way i'm able to get in gianna to your point Mm -hmm. or to your question uh so you can do psychometry i work with vibration of first names so obviously there's a lot of giannas in the world but if someone would ask a medium about you specifically gianna it's your blueprint imprint that we're reading even though it's the same name as so many others. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
2: So for me, first name, psychometry. And I started doing tarot card readings when I first started. And I did not know I was a medium. Although I saw all the ghosts and I was hearing all the voices. I said, gee, let me teach myself the tarot because I'm a logical person. And I still was not sure. And I, I think in hindsight, I wanted a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Like, what if nothing comes through? I still was experimenting myself and learning and trying to trust this process. So I, I felt that it was, it was a safety net for me. If nothing comes through, at least I'll have the cards and I can give the person a reading.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And what I wound up finding out was um, there was a man who owned a store in my town Called Angels in my pocket I'll never forget it. It was a small town in um Belmore, and to both of our surprise, the lines started wrapping around around the building when I started giving these readings, and the reason was because I would do one tower spread and I would never look at it again. Their dead relative would come in right away. Mm. Mm. And I started to realize I I have to ditch these cards. They 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 have no meaning, mm. and that's how I learned I was a medium,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, just by doing it by doing the work. That I was exclusively a medium. That I had this link, but I did forget a big 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 part of this story. When I was approximately five years old, it was Christmas Eve, and I mom my grandma. Gianna your grandma was cooking um, my mom in the kitchen in the back room and the Christmas tree was in the front room and I was a little curious person as as I am today and there was a safety pin on the floor and I wondered what would happen if I put the safety pin in the electrical socket under the Christmas tree so I crawled onto the tree I put the pin in there I shot across the room And I got electrocuted. (laughs) Oh my God. Years later, when this all started happening and I was hearing all these noises and voices and I went to the library and I had to pick up every book I could pick up on this subject. But backtrack one second, um, my whole arm became charcoal and Mm. look burnt. But when I... Uh, my mom took me to the doctor he wrapped my whole arm in with this uh salve that they used back then i think they still use it silver Dean, it's called and he said she may have scarring she may not i have no scarring at all mm. years later i go to the library when all these voices were talking to me while i was blow drying my hair or vacuuming <laughs> And I'm reading, and there weren't a lot of like modern day books on this at the time. There really weren't. Mm-hmm. So I pick up this book called The Link, and it was in the the paranormal section of the library. And I opened the page just to see if it's something I'd be interested in. And the first thing my eyes went to was a paragraph that said, um, we have found that I don't know if it said 90% of mediums or Most mediums have been hit with high doses of electricity before uh, the age of uh, whatever it was, 10. I have since purchased that book because I I want that book in my library. When I read that, the whole scene of the Christmas tree and the electrocution came back. Mm. And I said, something opened up in my aura from that electrocution. And that's where I think I'm able to connect to that those realms. So that is was a big thing I I, I left out, uh, not on purpose. I forgot. <laughs> Is that
1: is that for you? Like, what's the and I bet it's been a long process as, as you, you know, you're talking this is years, years of learning, but was there a lot of fear? Like, like to me, if like, you know, that was happening all the time, I'd be like, Oh, this is, this may be too much. Or like, am I going crazy? Or like, I don't yes. like I don't want this to happen. Or, the, you know, then you open the book and you see that you're like, what is going on? Or was it just pure excitement or everything in between?
2: It was both. I, I felt like I was um, on this mystery tour. Mm. And each clue was getting me closer to my answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- it in that aspect, that was exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm going to crack the code here. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, this is in my family lineage. It's on my dad's side. Oh, okay. Uh, but not as a medium. My, my father's sister was a prominent healer. And she comes from Caracas, Venezuela. That's where she lived in her adult years. And sick children all over the countryside were brought to her by their parents. She lived on the top of a mountain they had to climb the mountain with their sick child and she would work on them and she would heal them. Mm. And, um, I always knew of her, but since she lived in another country, you know, I would only hear of her. And when she would come for sporadic visits, she didn't speak the language. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, but then one, one time she came when my gifts were in full bloom and I was a medium then we had a lot to talk about. But of course I had my mom being the interpreter mm. and, um, you know, she's still alive to this day. God bless her. It's Uncle
0: uh, Daniel's mother. Yeah, and she's in the States now since everything in Venezuela changed. So, yes, it's, so it's, we know her a lot more now.
2: We do. So mm. uh, I looked into that aspect that, you know, this isn't just out of nowhere. This seems, because I also read that in, several books that this is uh, generational handed down mm-hmm. as gifts so I was really trying to connect so many dots trying to make sense of all of this and at the same time trying to make sure that I was not offending God and doing satanic work although in my heart I never felt that was true mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, every person that came to me for help walked out with a lighter heart and peace Of course, and they've if- they told me that they Mm. said i haven't been able to sleep in 20 years Mm. since my son passed or Mm. whatever it was and you know i know you can't bring back my child but you did bring him back for the whatever one hour session it was and with all validation and i just kept seeing these miracles occur over and over and over Mm. and i said gee you know there's a this is this is another language cuz i like i couldn't possibly guess all these people's names and how they passed on and their family connections and who's not talking to who and just everything family dynamics it all comes up in reading mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and in these readings just cuz a lot of death can be very very heavy there can be as you said often lots of secrets have there has there been stuff that's really traumatic that you you know see that you're like i actually can't go there you know, like I don't know if they're able to hear whatever it may be that's traumatic, um, or do you kind of get their consent or it from disturb, the beginning? just yeah, distur- you? Like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, well, nothing that I could think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Um, the thing that I always I had a pact with the spirit world before I signed on to be their voice, mm-hmm. and the pact was. I don't want to see death coming for mm. anyone. Mm. Because truly if it's a door that I open, I can see it for my own family.
3: Yeah. It, it doesn't
2: it yeah. does not discriminate. And I didn't want to see that. I felt that's off limits for me. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to see that. However, in all of my readings I I start with a prayer. Mm. And in that prayer and you could call it an intention, whatever you yeah. want to call it cuz it's totally an intention is please show me any information that can be helping and healing mm. to my client and all information to be given for the highest good of all concerned um I love that it, it it's it's real like it's all ethics it's mm-hmm. um sometimes i'll have people come to me and just this these are the type of people they are they're like Could you tell me if my brother-in-law is cheating on his Mm -hmm, wife, mm
3: -hmm.
2: for example? Of course I could tell you, but I won't.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) It wouldn't be healthy for you or them. Ethically, that's that's not for them to know. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not my place to invade where there hasn't been permission. Uh, Before any reading, I ask permission for me to enter the space, if not it's like going into someone's house and opening up all their closets and all their drawers mm-hmm. that's very invasive very rude mm-hmm. and it's the same thing when you invade someone's energy and mm-hmm. i do not um that is one of the problems i have with certain television shows where Are you talking about like me- r- are you talking
1: about like medium television shows?
2: Well, people that go around randomly reading people without their permission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um i teach my students that now, I will say one thing that may sound like a contradiction there
3: mm-hmm.
2: when spirit when I'm in a public place and spirit pushes me, they do they will not leave me alone, mm-hmm. just give a message. I'll get this anxiety feeling like say it, say it, say it. She's in front of you, she's in the black shirt. Tell her it's tell her it's me, mm. Tell her it's my name. Tell-. so what I will do though is I will gingerly um tap on the shoulder but i'll I'll start a whole conversation you know are you open I'm I just want you to know I'm medium are you open to this process you know I might have a message for you I would literally like prepare that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because it could that could also be shocking mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Well you're also
1: asking for their consent.
2: Yeah no doubt no doubt about it it's it's a must mm-hmm. you wouldn't like go Go up to someone and just, if you were a massage therapist, mm-hmm. start massaging their shoulders. Exactly. Because they, because they look tense. Gianna does that to me all
1: the time. And I say, get I off know. me. She's obsessed with me. I, would, I, I also, you know, we're talking so much about energy and kind of other realms and spirit. And, you know, Gianna and I were like, you know, how are we going to connect this all back to yoga? And I honestly think it's really simple, which is kind of a revelation I'm having right now, which is simply being open to being inquisitive, number one, Mm -hmm. and open to feeling and breathing and not having guards up, not having a guard up. And I think that if we can work on those things, no matter what, we're going to enter into a different realm, a a realm beyond what we just see in our daily lives. So I think it's just the willingness energetically to be open and put yourself there. And mm-hmm. I think that wow. that's why a lot of people are drawn to to yoga, is because our you know our nervous systems are so unregulated.
2: Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, yes,
0: you know, yes. So working
1: working yes. in a way that we can regulate our nervous system makes us more attuned to things that we mm-hmm. don't think are there.
0: And in the yoga world, like we call the energy prana and one of the main uh, breath regulation techniques is pranayama, which literally is like the the regulation or the control of your life force of your energy. And so I think when we, and I'm not going to literally kind of translate or lay anything out, but I think just being deep in meditation and breathing and opening up your energy channels, your prana can raise your vibration and As you were talking, I was thinking about experiences I've had in Shavasana after Mm. a good practice where I've been breathing and moving, where I've gotten what I would consider a psychic download or message, but I wasn't really aware of it at the time at all. It kind of scared me. And then I wound up realizing what that meant years later. And Mm. this does not happen to me often, but I think when you raise your vibration in any way and you have, you know, your prana, your energy flowing, we get to experience some of those like deeper, deeper practices or deeper mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. in the yoga practice. Cause it gets, we get like, especially in, in this day and age, like yoga, just being exercise and physical, but it is deeply rooted in the spiritual practice. And, we've said this before in that yoga and mental health episode that we did that yoga is a way to connect to the divine and to transcend just the body mind and just realize that we are not disconnected from,
3: mm-hmm. from everything. That...
0: Yes, exactly. I don't know. I know that I know you're, I know that you meditate, you lead meditations and I know you've practiced yoga, but do you think that act like yoga and meditation is a good way for someone who wants to learn these tools to start to develop, absolutely. And
2: and as you were talking, breath is life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Breath, breath is creation. You know, whenever we're creating something, it it can be it can be painful, just mm-hmm. like a mom would breathe through the labor pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, breath is what gets us through a lot of stress uh, when you speak about the nervous system and a lot of breath is about releasing a lot of things, Mm -hmm. right? So in through the nose, out through the mouth. Um, So meditation, mediumship, getting into what's uh, the alpha state. I'm sure you know what that is as well. Ascending higher uh, just to regulate your nervous system and to Mm
3: -hmm.
2: shake it off as they say, is connected to breath Mm. um i am the prana the chi you know i think Mm -hmm. everybody has it's like all the same it's all the same
1: stuff people just call it different things (laughs) it's
2: so true it's it's and it's it is your life force it is absolutely your life force um somebody had told me a while ago that there is an occupational hazard to being a medium Mm. and i never forgot this because they said When you're a medium and you don't replace or ground out the energy that you tap into, you can literally use up your chi Mm -hmm. and you, you cannot actually, you can't get it back though. Mm -hmm. It's not like take, go have a good nap and you'll get it back. They say, you know, once you use your chi, that's, that's just that much of the barometer that's less and you can't get it back. So, so I, i have done um kundalini yoga I'm, I'm very much with the chakras in my work
3: mm-hmm. because
2: chakras are our uh, our energy centers in our body mm-hmm. and we have more than seven but when we speak about the main seven ones those are those are where bradshaw you were speaking about the blockages mm-hmm. um if you, you know you were young and your parents didn't have a lot of money and you always heard about money mm-hmm. troubles you're going to have most likely a blocked root chakra because the root chakra is connected to how we live in this world, how much, how safe we feel in this world um, connected to physical items and material Mm -hmm. items, food and shelter. And do we have enough? Are we going to not have enough? Mm. So you, you they're really connected to the thoughts and to the fears Mm-hmm. um the, the chakras and the programming from when you know you're very impressionable from one from birth to seven years old that is the program it mm-hmm. stays with you forever for like for life that's the hard drive mm-hmm. so if a program is of fear or or you know you don't feel safe in this world i'll tell you you're gonna have some root problems mm-hmm. and um perhaps you may have some you know, lowest chakra issues with health. Uh, you know, all stuff in the pelvic area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all connected. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. But but that's another way to help us to ascend to higher realms when we channel.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is we can have, uh, you can channel this the seventh floor if
0: you're stuck in the basement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's it's also
0: very the, the chakras are also so connected to the Nadi system. And as you mentioned, Kundalini, the Kundalini energy like runs up the spine. And what we mm-hmm. learn in yoga is the the Ida, the pingala, the shashuna like all of that, all of these main center energy channels that run along the chakras and then branch out into the rest of the body into the other nadis and energy centers and all of that it's so it is really interconnected this language specifically is really connected to like the deeper history and tradition of yoga as well Um and I like that the the seventh floor what I I was told by someone who read my chakras it's like pipes like the piping to the house and it's like if you have a clog pipe somewhere then the energy can't flow or the water can't get through and I always think of that as the main image also.
2: It's true because they really should as best as you can, all the chakras can work to should work together. And with the breathing and all the stretching and the movements in yoga, you really, really do just bring in the life force and it's like getting those wheels because they're wheels Mm -hmm. in Sanskrit, they're wheels, they're getting those wheels moving, those chakras Mm -hmm. moving. It's like giving it a jump start. Yeah. Um I I always picture them as fans, little fans that have like to, a
0: hamster wheel as what I picture for some reason. Oh yeah, that's a good
2: one. That's a good one too. And just moving all at the same speed if you can in the same direction and that to me is in you know that's for optimal health, optimal cuz it all connects all the way up until you're into your psyche mm-hmm. you talk, talk about mental health. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to be too much in your mind. you you don't want to be too much in your heart. You want to really find the happy medium. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. That's (laughs) right. That's very good. We got (laughs) it. We got it. Uh I think I have one last question because we're only just now starting to talk about the subtle body, which is the chakras and these energy systems. And I know a lot of people and myself included, it's like, if you can't see it, how do you believe it? Mm. And, you know, this is like the anatomy or blueprint of the body that is, that people were writing about and teaching way before we had x-ray machines and the physical, the physical proof of what's on the inside. And so is there a way to encourage skeptics or logical people to start to like, learn or feel into energy? Like what is like a basic tip or a way to kind mm. of just start building some kind of connection to your own energy?
2: Okay, that's great. Um, question. Well, well, have you ever heard of a that we can literally photograph the aura and the chakras create the aura? Mm-hmm. And there's a thing called Curlian photography. Are you, Did you ever hear of that?
0: Mm-mm. I've heard that you could photograph it, but I've never heard that name or seen it.
2: Well, that's the name of it, it's called Curlian photography. And uh, obviously, probably some man with that name invented it. <laughs> and it can capture your your energetic field when you get this picture taken. Um, if you had just had a, a huge argument with one of your family members mm. you and you're angry, that, that would show up as red. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a very heart-centered person with so much love and compassion, and maybe you just came back from a yoga class it might show up as like green and purple and all the higher chakras will be photographed mm-hmm. because you're in a good space. Um, I would say basically you watch your thoughts at all costs to help you keep tabs on your vibration. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts are things and they create your reality. Mm. Uh, people think that their thoughts are private literally they're not the universe can hear every thought and and the universe does not discriminate it does not know the difference between a fear-based thought or um like when people like oh no i really i really don't mean that i'm just i'm just afraid of that to happen Mm -hmm. the universe doesn't know you 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 don't want that to happen it just registers as uh energy right Mm -hmm. So thoughts register as energy. So when people say things like, oh, geez, you're killing me. You're killing me. Uh, I'm very in tune to words because they become things. Mm -hmm. And just say, cancel, cancel. It's not killing me. It's not killing me. Take it back. Take those words back. Because the universe literally responds to your vibration. It doesn't, uh, there's, people think there's this magic potion where there's a God with a magic wand saying, okay, Bradshaw, you deserve to get this today. And I'm going to give you this. Gianna, you don't get this today. You're going to suffer. That's not how it works. We put out the vibration of what we want to attract. The vibration is the magnetism. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the magnet. So if you're, you know, vibrating that i'm gonna die you are you are put you literally can make it happen to uh, to some degree even though you don't think so the universe responds to your vibration Mm -hmm. so that's why be careful of your thoughts and of course we all have this program that even if you have the best family i don't care there's school that you went to mm-hmm. there's friends that you had to deal with there's television that programmed your minds there's in all kinds of institutions religious institutions mm-hmm. so there's um this collective consciousness of a dense energy system mm-hmm. that we're all sort of striving like the frogs to to kind of get out of right now out of the hot water mm-hmm. And so many people are awakening now, and they're turning. They're turning to alternative, natural ways. Do you know Jesus was a big giant yogi? Yeah, he was a yogi. He was a yogi.
0: I he, heard he, that. that.
2: That was like the whole time in the Bible where, where there's this gap where he was missing. Mm-hmm. He was going to countryside to countryside teaching yoga, mm-hmm. and the thing karma that, yoga.
0: That's it's thank a you, it's a karma yoga you. the same way like Mother Teresa they say it's a similar, similar type of yogi? Well, the, the, the basics that I know of what he was teaching
2: is transcending the world. Transcending the world means getting out of the lowest chakras and into the heart space. As soon as you manage and you accomplish getting into the heart, you have transcended the world. The world is the lowest chakra. Mm-hmm. That's the material. That's the mm-hmm. density. That's, that's where we feel we need to control everything, mm-hmm. which is only an illusion. Once you get into the heart space, that's the highest vibration that can ever exist. Mm-hmm. Um, an understanding that a fear and faith cannot exist in the same sentence mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so fear is of the world in the lowest chakras that's in the survival mode that's of the material that's really for the physical body to live yeah right we it's... have we have we have to have a healthy ego for the lowest chakras to you know keep ourselves clean keep ourselves bathed and fed and and just uh, you know participant in society you know we have to become we have to be useful in this world. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to enlightenment, which I know yoga is very big with, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to transcend, it has to, you have to get into the heart space and live there. average, not every day, we're all going to drop down. Mm-hmm. That's why we're human. Yeah. If you can learn how to keep getting back into that heart space, that's really the key. Of all these enlightened
0: masters teach
3: mm-hmm.
0: you said so many things in your own way just now that is exactly yoga philosophy mm-hmm. but without the the language or terminology oh. that it's said in and most people who have de- like dove, dove deep into it will know what you just explained is Purusha and pra- and prakriti those are two sanskrit words for like oh. the the basically the uh, basic material root of all beings versus the spiritual consciousness and the energy mm-hmm. that really governs
2: life and reality thank you and that's the easier life to live honestly mm-hmm. uh, knowing that we don't have to do it all knowing that there is a divine plan there's a divine blueprint and um, like you know i did a reading the other day i thought I thought I might share this in connection to what we're speaking about, mm-hmm. having having no control, and that's only an illusion. And the girl had lost her brother to a tragic way. He He was not on the best path, and she has all of this guilt.
3: Mm.
2: He did not commit suicide, though. But I would say, based on his actions, he was not in the right time, at the right place, and on and on. And she's walking around with all this guilt that she could have saved her brother. Mm-hmm. She should have been more involved in his life. And what I heard, these were not my words. And that's why Spirit teaches me every single time I do readings, I will channel. Spirit said to her, If God couldn't save him, how dare you think you could? Mm-hmm. Or what makes you think you could?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just thought that was so, like that stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. i said wow that's so profound right because you hear all these stories of this divine intervention and it wasn't their time and an angel must have come and and saved their life and sure that does happen that's when it's not your time and the, the divine presence doesn't doesn't think you're it, you're ready to go there but that wasn't the case um so that it so it is with life it's like if we could just surrender the control we think we have Mm. which is all rooted in the lower chakras Mm -hmm. we we can really just live a very easier (laughs) fun happy creative life Mm. yeah which is what we've been meant to live anyway Mm. hell yeah
0: well i think that's a good segue we could tell some fun lighter stories about uh i know you might not have a yoga story but we bracha and i will start with just the funny thing about yoga. I got one, G. You have okay, is it related or no?
1: <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's not related, but Gianna's back in Chicago right now for a little bit teaching mm-hmm. and she came to take my class. And mm-hmm. we're always talking about people not being on their phones and i watches. Oh, and so yeah. I go to start teaching the class. <laughs> Gianna and every other person in the class is on their phone. That's I was true. like, can everyone please get off of their phones? And then she goes, well, at least it's funny enough we can talk about it on the podcast. It's but true. It was, it was it, rude, I'm sorry. It was, no, my God, I don't care. It's just, it's really funny. But I also think, when um, we talk, I don't know, if we do talk a lot about technology in the yoga room we have it on this podcast. But I think when we're talking, Aunt Cam, like energetically, that also is like we're constantly just like
0: drained,
1: drained and like yeah. you know, ener- energetically drained by constantly being consumed by technology. And I mm-hmm. think that it's very hard to tap into another realm energetically if you're constantly consumed by those things. So. The little uh, device
0: in your hand, the screens and the blue uh, light and everything else. No, I agree with it's that. It's so true. As I always say as
1: we're sitting here on Zoom looking at our computers.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, listen, this is uh this is a way to bring the messages to the world. We don't exactly. have to get on we don't have to get on our horses or our camels. That's true. Right. <laughs> with 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 the telegrams. <laughs> um but to your point with that is I this is what I do. Of course, I'm not excluded from the phone. Mm-hmm. And perhaps even being addicted at, at certain times, Uh, being a Gemini, we, we gather information. That's just what we do. That's all. That's really connected to being a gem, a sign of Gemini. Mm -hmm. And so we, the internet's probably the best thing that ever happened for a Gemini because we, we have libraries and libraries at our fingertips Mm -hmm. because we're always learning. We need to learn. We need to know everything. But what I do, and I always say this to people, and I wrote it in my books, you do not have to sit in a a yoga position on top of a mountain and chant Mm. in order to find your center. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely do not. Um, For me, uh, this is just my personal regimen. Taking a, a bath, with Epsom salt Mm. and some nice lavender is that's, that's just it for me. Mm. That's number one, number one. (laughs) While we're renovating our house and I don't have a bathtub right now, I'm kind of suffering, but (laughs) soon I will have one. Uh, The second thing that I find for me, again, I'm speaking just for me, Mm. is during COVID, it was very hard to get out there and travel mm. and go to s- places that I was going to seeing large crowds. So aside from getting on Zoom and doing readings, I um, decided to stay creative because when I'm not creative, I personally I get depressed. Mm-hmm. That's that's just me. Probably is for everyone. Anyway, we we like to the creating is always just you feel you just feel good when you create something
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and and creating doesn't have to be a physical thing it could be uh this podcast even Mm -hmm. um it's it's it, it it's really putting some good stuff out some really good juju out into the universe i decided to open up a crystal store an online crystal store where i sell jewelry and all types of crystal kits and whatnot and my downtime and where i really this is my go to the mountain in a yoga position Mm -hmm. I sit in my office I make the crystal bracelets I touch the crystals I pack the orders myself I'm in heaven every day when I do that Mm -hmm. and it centers me and of course crystals are from the earth they're all natural they're very high vibrating a lot of them are Mm -hmm. and it just it helps me with raising my vibration Mm -hmm. because I'm creating and I'm touching the high vibrational crystals at the same time you know so everybody, everyone does it, to,
1: it differently. Yeah. Everyone has their own yeah. way of doing it.
2: If you love to plant, mm-hmm. get out. Garden, the animal, cook, in anything. The garden, exactly. You touch the dirt. You're creating this beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. What cooking is a masterpiece in itself, which I don't love doing, but some people are
0: so <laughs> good at it. And they create I feel these. like you're
1: probably a really good cook.
0: She is her her hubby gets a little more credit, but she's a really good cook, too. But I don't enjoy it. That's my point. <laughs> well, I
2: that, that goes back to my mother. She hated
0: it and it
2: kind of programmed it into me.
1: Does your mom hate cooking, G?
0: No, she likes it. She, she likes it? cooking
1: for for other people. She likes cooking for like big crowds. Oh,
0: right? yeah. She loves to be a host. Um, but I I was just talking I had therapy right before this and I was talking about how I was my painting was my thing all growing up I was Mm. I threw myself into like painting as a form of catharsis Mm -hmm. but also before I found yoga that was my way to like connect with something beyond myself like I don't even know what the heck I would you know put my my brush to the canvas with it would just kind of happen but um speaking of vibrations I have a funny story that is my, probably the lowest vibration I've had in a while. I got, okay. as Bradshaw mentioned, I got back to Chicago and I was teaching a very last minute Sunday 6 p.m. class. And I think I had three hours notice. And I was like, okay, I want to be early. I want to see people I haven't seen in like 10 months. And it was actually my old class time. So I was imagining that some of my regulars that I had built up would be there and I'd get to reconnect with them. So I left. It takes 25 minutes to drive to the studio from where I'm staying. And I went down to the street for my Uber a full hour ahead of time. It's like, I will get there 30 minutes early, 20 minutes early, whatever. But Taylor Swift was in town. And so this kind of shut down the entire city unbeknownst to me. It was creating a traffic jam up and down the highway. So my Ubers kept canceling on me. So I sat there a full hour ahead of time and i waited the first like 10 15 minutes it canceled so i ordered another one so now it's like 5:15 i ordered another one. And I, it said it's coming in 10 minutes. And so I'm like, okay, 10 minutes. If it gets here at 525, I'll still get there, you know, 10 minutes early. I'll be okay. And then it just, it was at a standstill. So I'm like messaging with the driver. He's like, I'm in gridlock. I'm don't worry. I'll be there. But he was two blocks away. He was just stuck on the highway and I could see him and we were communicating. So at the same time I ordered a lift. And then the lift canceled on me. So I have like two things going. And then it got to the point where now it is 5.37. The driver still wasn't there. I was like, I'm never going to get there on time. So I'm panicked. And I just start deciding to run the street screaming taxi as if I'm in New York City, but I'm in like a residential (laughs) place. I did. (laughs) I did see some taxis on the highway. I was like, maybe they'll see me even though it's like (laughs) raised and removed. I have no clue. But I hate being late. The perfectionist in me was just like crying inside and I'm running went a park screaming taxi. And then I was like, okay, this isn't working. Let me call the manager. Let me call the owner. I'm definitely going to be at least five to 10 minutes late. And so I was so embarrassed. I had to call the manager. They were very understanding. They pushed back the class 15 minutes. I made it nine minutes late, but I had my nervous system in shambles. Mm. I was like frantic Aww. and just in fight or flight. And then I'm sitting there the whole drive, like, okay, I need to calm down. Cause I have to walk in the room and be like, hello, welcome everyone. Namaste." Mm. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> like hold space after screaming, like an actual
1: lunatic oh. on those the streams yeah. Those are those times though in life where you're just like, I have no control.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, like there's no control. There's nothing so you can do. So embarrassed too. Yeah, I was like, sucks. how did I get to be basically 10 minutes late when I stood outside an hour early in preparation like it was my first day of school.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I give you credit for that. Mm -hmm. If it were me, I would have went down not even... An hour before, so you that at least you have that going for you. Yeah, <laughs> I was no. just excited to see everyone. It didn't even matter at that point. I just wonder how everyone else got there on time if they were dealing with tail. Well, slippers, a lot of them, babies. a lot
1: of the people live right around the corner. They live the right. They live there. in the area. Oh.
0: Yeah. yeah, this oh, okay. is a pretty far commute. It's not like Florida where Gianna's has-
1: lying. It's just down the street, and she just never left the house.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, Bradshaw knows. Uh-huh. I'm I'm literally staying two blocks by him, yeah, and he bikes. He bikes, so he is not dealt with this. Really, I guess in snow is when you'll Uber, but it's, it's rarity, not. Yeah. It's not worth Ubering there. It costs a lot of money. It takes so long, and mm-hmm. it's literally challenging my nervous system every single time I have to do it.
2: <laughs> well, but what did what did you, what did you do to center yourself?
0: I just had to sit in the Uber when I finally got there and just slow breathe. I like to do box breathing, like you you count for a certain in number of whatever your breath capacity is. And then you retain the breath and then you exhale and then you retain it on the out and you keep going That that's, That that's really helps me. And also gamma breathing, which I feel like a lot of people don't know about gamma breathing, but it's a similar concept of cycling your breath, but you will inhale from your nose and exhale from your nose and then inhale nose, exhale from your mouth. Then mm. inhale your mouth exhale from your mouth, inhale your mouth, exhale your nose. So you yeah i would never
1: be able to remember that so thanks
0: (laughs) 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 i'm like uh inhaling where jesus
1: christ so so
3: (laughs) So it's a full a full
0: nose nose breath and then a nose mouth (laughs) then mouth mouth then mouth nose so it's literally you're cycling through the different ways of breathing anyway we have different brain wavelengths you referenced the alpha state before but gamma is to get you into the gamma which is a relaxed state Mm. and so that's I I, it works for me if you
2: that's awesome I have to learn (laughs) about that yeah you guys are teaching me so much I didn't know they were all this Terminologies for all these things that I've been well, talking about for years. I don't
1: either. G- Gianna just knows it all. To be honest, she's <laughs> she's smart. She's very well read. She is. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And Kim, what about so we, you? Is there any like anything funny that's happened? Have you ever had like have you ever had someone come through like uh, when you're doing a reading that's like really funny and you're just like, oh my god, I, this person's hysterical? Or
2: I actually have. That is that's so interesting that you brought that up. People. People's personalities do not change. Yeah, yeah. so you you in 150 years from now, <laughs> you would probably come through hysterically, yes. and I always reference I'm like this guy's so funny. Yeah yeah this girl this woman had a good funny personality. She's yeah. saying this Or I'll have people I kid you not. I one reading I did in the very beginning when I first started doing this these readings, there were you. Know, you just reminded me. This guy had the the biggest potty mouth
3: mm-hmm.
2: in sp- from spirit, and I'm like, I'm not saying that. He's like, just say it, just say it, just say. It. <laughs> and and I get embarrassed because I don't speak like this. Yeah. And the woman said to me, and I'll never forget this. Actually, she has become my friend since. She said, now I know for a fact that's who you're talking. Yeah. To. <laughs> He said he never said a whole sentence without five F bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said, okay. (laughs) And that's why he said to me, just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. I wish I was there for
1: that reading.
2: (laughs) Oh, I am telling you, I learned something that day. I'm like, Oh, spirit's curse! <laughs> <laughs> so that that just demystifies the myth that, you know, once you get there, you're on a cloud with a harp and you're all this angelic being. No. <laughs> you're really the same. You're still you know? a swearing piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, we-
1: <laughs> yeah. hopefully, maybe with a little more soul. Ah!
2: right right hopefully one day you'll you know you'll <laughs> move past that terminology but, um, <laughs> but they do want to prove to you that it's them so they'll they'll use what you'll identify them of course with. yeah of course yeah oh, that's for sure such a so story. that yeah that that is you just reminded me of, uh, that was one of the beginner um ones and i've had that happen many times i are like wow this guy's got a potty mouth mm-hmm. um i have another funny story the spirit was making the biggest deal about his hair on the other side. And he showed me this thick, beautiful black hair. And he's putting his fingers through it like this. And, just
0: dying hysterically And he's, he's,
2: he's showing me his hair. And I said to his wife, I said, I don't know what it is about your husband, but he has the most beautiful, shiny black hair. And he's putting his hands through it. She couldn't stop laughing and I had to wait until she composed herself. I couldn't imagine what she was laughing about because now I don't, I don't know their little secret stories. Yeah. I said, okay. Would you feel comfortable sharing? She said, my husband was as bald as a. a (laughs) (laughs) I said, what? She said, no, but that was his biggest wish on this planet <laughs> he had hair i said well he has some hair now this a full head of hair. i kept saying it, this is the thickest hair i've ever seen i can't i can't <laughs> and at first i thought i was embarrassed like did i get that wrong and she said no you did not get that wrong this is all he ever wanted in life. Oh Aww. my gosh!
1: <laughs> I yeah. think that that's so all you know. Uh, with uh, with death and loss, it's it's nice like to, and I think that you provide a lot of people with this, which is a sense of connection, but also hopefully a sense of lightheartedness and hope mm-hmm. and beauty. Because I, I don't think that death is—we're uh, always talking about death, Jenna—but that th- that it could be viewed as such a, a horrible thing. It's like it's 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 a new beginning as corny as that sounds it's just a new a new realm
2: mm-hmm. well energy cannot be destroyed you know that's been proven yeah it can only it can only change forms and so you know i always say we, we weren't on this planet forever mm. we got here at a certain year at a certain time mm. and where do you think we were before we got here and we just go back to that place
3: yeah yeah. You
2: know, and we all my husband, as my husband says, no one's getting out alive. Yeah, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> You know, yeah. I guess that's that's true to some extent. Yeah. You know, we may come back, but, you know, different times and different bodies. But uh, I think yeah, I'm going to no, come we- back
1: as a bald, straight man.
0: <laughs> you're gonna want to be, Wanna be You're gonna no. be so bored. You're gonna. Be I so don't. Bored. I'm gonna
1: be so bored. I'm like I don't know. Whatever this, whatever uh incarnation this is, it's a wild one. So don't it's bring wild. me back. Don't bring me back, <laughs> I, please. And
2: you have nice. You have nice hair, Brad. Too. Oh, thank
1: you. I really. T- I. It is. It is. You know, as I get older, something that I really love
0: having. Hair? Having hair.
1: Yeah, because I'm 34, so a lot of men my age are really losing their hair. Yeah. And then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, whoo well, you are stunning mm-hmm. blessed blessed, <laughs> blessed as they might say
2: it, it's a rarity it really is I, it, it, may, it does make you look a lot older when you don't have it well my yeah.
1: grandfather was uh, like 100 percent italian he died at 86 with a full head of hair oh
2: yeah, that's oh, good. that's,
0: good that's a t- telltale sign that's great
2: yeah i was like so i've got that hair
1: pass that on to me i need it
0: <laughs> I've got one let's end with one psychic question do you think Bradshaw and I will have babies? <laughs> well, I don't I'm think you need at... to
2: be psychic to know that one.
0: <laughs> Bradshaw, Bradshaw keeps saying that he sees it in our future. So I had a joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's
2: partly right because this podcast is your baby. Yeah, that's
1: a
0: really uh, great that's point. True. That's yeah. true. Well, thank you so much for being here. We know that this is a a subject that we might have people who don't know you, but you have such a large audience and they definitely don't know us. So can you tell our listeners first where to find you, where to follow you? And if you have anything that you want to promote, just share that.
2: Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Everything should be about me on my website. It's kim the happy uh there's links to my social media on there uh which i'm pretty much on a lot of platforms i do have a summer event coming up in connecticut in august at the mohegan sun casino i will be doing readings and it's it's open group and it's a whole big psychic work uh workshops Event for the whole weekend.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: will. I will be doing sporadic events, but there are all types of metaphysical uh, vendors and readers, and so. That I grew up right over
1: there, there.
2: by Mohegan.
1: Yeah, Well, I'm from Rhode Island, so it's just it's very close. It's like Mohegan sounds yes. like I don't know, 35, yes. 40 minutes. In. I
0: I didn't realize it's that
1: close. Well, it's right yeah. right on the southern this the most southern part of Rhode mm-hmm. Island, so the border is literally right there.
2: Right, yeah. and it's it's Connecticut. Yep. Uh, There is the, the link is on Eventbrite. You can find that. And
0: um, we could put all of it in the show notes too, to make it easier.
2: Oh, that'll be easy. Great. And everything, you know, I post pretty regularly. I like to engage with my audience on social media. I definitely read my messages as many as I can. And I try to respond and um, it, it is, it is, I really take it. I, with so much gratitude for the followers and the, um, the love that people share. And, you know, again, like I said, so many people are on this spiritual journey right now, that this work, what you guys do is very, very interconnected to just raising your vibration Mm -hmm. and ascending into the new, the new earth as it is unfolding right in front of our eyes. So mm-hmm. it really is an exciting, scary for some, exciting for others, time to be here. But if we could all just band together and just lean on each other, we'll get through this exciting, crazy roller coaster ride mm-hmm. of life.
1: And one more thing, when you do get your bathtub, I will be taking a bath in it because I know it's (laughs) going to be very nice. So I hope everyone has a lovely, lovely day. Thank you all for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. And and if if you're a new
0: listener, please follow us at The Funny Thing About Yoga on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. We love, you know, having new and different topics and we hope you'll check out some other episodes as well.
1: All right. Bye, everyone. Enjoy your day.
0: Bye. Thank you, everyone.
1: The blue skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face with a happy medium. Boom, boom. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>